I have a confession to make about how self-doubt and imposter syndrome nearly made me self-sabotage the growth of our podcast and key mental barriers you need to look out for if you want faster growth in 2024. Welcome to Why Your Podcast Isn't Growing, a podcast helping coaches, experts, business owners, or independent podcasters who want to do this full-time, gain clarity around why your podcast isn't growing as fast as you'd like, and learn the steps you need to fast-track slow and steady growth to gain thousands of new, highly engaged listeners. My name is Anthony Waneri. I'm Ty Gauche. And in today's episode, I have a confession to make. Honestly, Ty, I've Ooh. got a confession, mate. You know, where, uh, of course, we always hey, it's a safe place. Guests. No one's listening. We always preach, guess the more podcasts, pitch, be that guy, you know, put yourself out there, get that exposure. We're the biggest proponents, right? We always say that. But honestly, man, I, I was struggling when I first started pitching to shows. Really struggling, um, which is weird because I, I don't really mind putting myself out there normally. But for some reason, when it came to actually pitching to specific shows i found myself creating excuses like oh let me not bother you know oh the show's too big oh i'll wait till another couple of months then give it a try oh, our show's maybe not big enough oh, and all these different things that are coming into my mind i started absolutely racing and honestly a lot of the times it started putting me off a little bit which is very uh, an interesting experience yeah and for anyone listening that's maybe new or relatively new and don't uh, haven't listened to anthony for a long time anthony is a very confident person that is is very good at putting himself out there and does it on the regular and it's never really something that he seemed to struggle with this is coming from the guy <laughs> that when we were like teenagers hanging around together he would be that guy wherever we'd go in the town wherever we were he'd be like blasting music like really embarrassing music as well like out of his phone or even out of a speaker at full volume just in public places <laughs> which is something that would just scare me to i could just never do that there'd be times where you'd have the most stinky mackerel and you just open it in the whole school cafeteria don't care what anyone else is saying which has always been a very strong trait of yours i would say so again really interesting to hear that this is something you've been struggling with so take me back. So wh when did this start and, and what did it feel like? After we launched our podcast, part of our strategy was always going to be to guest on other podcasts. We know the value of it. We've seen our clients smash it. And we just know that's a great way to grow podcasts and get yourself more exposure, again, by leveraging other people's audiences. So honestly, mate, I think it, it started maybe like November, late last year, when I just got started pitching to some shows. Very weird, very strange. I remember just kind of getting to my keyboard, completely froze, eye wide open having all these kind of i don't know just all like almost like feeling like an imposter it was dead weird interesting and why why was it that you felt like an imposter i don't know i think maybe it's because i was like oh, we're just getting started with our show those podcasts are way bigger than ours again if it was a small show medium-sized show or show similar to ours easy peasy lemon squeezy i'll pitch to that bad boy any day of the week no problems but for whatever reason it's the biggest shows it's mm. very strange i almost felt intimidated and then I realized, hang on a minute, what the hell am I doing here? I'm a podcast coach, we're helping our clients, we're pushing them to the limits, trying to push them to the max in terms of what they're able to do and breaking these limiting beliefs. And I think the limiting belief that I had was like, maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I can't provide as much value to their audience and whatnot. And then I had a moment where, of course, we start again, look through Slack, look through our channel. And I have to just remind myself of what I've actually done, what I've actually accomplished, the clients have actually helped, the results we've gotten for podcasters. And the things we've been doing for the last three and a half years is almost like oh, I've just forgotten about 
all of the <laughs> things that I've done and what makes us unique and what makes us special and how we have got tons of value to share with an audience, regardless of the size. And I didn't want that mm. to hold me back. So after just reminding myself of that, it, I felt a little bit better. And what I then started to do was just say, start off a bit slower and just putting the reps in, doing it regardless, right? The first five felt really painful. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The first five felt really painful. How did you feel when doing it? And of course, you've already talked about that a bit, but I guess like big shows specifically, was there a way that you were still a bit scared? Was there a thought in your head like, oh, they might perceive it this way or that way that was still there lingering or what? I think it was more like I felt like this is like my only chance to potentially pitch to the show and I didn't want to fuck up. Oh, I see. So it was like a bit of scarcity around it as well? Yeah, a bit of scarcity, a bit of FOMO. Like, there's some big shows that I'm like, fucking, I really want to get on that podcast, right? And you're like, we have one chance, don't want to blow it kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, which is stupid and silly, right? Because every three months you can just pitch the exact same show. But in the moment, I was like, oh, this is the only opportunity, there's only chance. But I decided to go through it anyway, because if we're telling our clients to push through and keep going and keep pushing, we have to live by what we preach, right? So I started putting the reps in small by small. And the first file, like I mentioned, was a bit painful, was a bit uncomfortable. Then I did 10, then I did 20. I've now pitched to 40 plus shows now, 50 plus shows. And um, honestly, mate, I feel it's just like, uh, what's the word? I don't feel anything now. There's no emotion there. It's just me typing a bunch of words on the keyboard, pressing send and seeing what happens. And I've tried to just embrace this kind of, I guess this just do it attitude. You just embrace it. Why not go for it? Why shouldn't I do this? And really convincing myself and show myself, no, what could come of this? What are the opportunities that could come of this? And embracing that completely. So that's been massively beneficial in terms of just becoming numb to the process, essentially. Like just seeing it as a job. Like I have to do these things. I have to pitch these number of shows. And they have to be big because I deserve it and we deserve it. So we should put ourselves out there. Yeah, I think that's going to be inspiring for people listening right now who are, it might not necessarily be guesting, right? It could be social media outreach could be social media posting just any form of putting yourself out there and also couple that with tasks that like can be a bit mundane as well and it can create a lot of resistance i think what you've said is really powerful firstly i've never heard anyone say putting in the reps small by small before that so that's funny secondly the way you dumbed it down to you're literally just typing and just hitting send that definitely takes the activity off its pedestal a bit i would say you said you embrace the just do it attitude and you start to remind yourself of who we are and why we are good and that kind of thing. What were the specific things in your mind that you reminded yourself of or the principles you tried to remember, i.e. all it I'm doing is just pressing send? What were those things that you would remind yourself of when you were getting through it? Because there's one thing saying, yeah, I went and just did it. But of course, those thoughts would still pop up. So what were some of the things you reminded yourself of to get past that and get to the stage where 10, 20 shows feeling more comfortable? Yeah, so I think there's a combination of, there's one that's internal that I did, which is honestly just remind myself. And as I was reading the pitch, making sure that I'm making it unique, knowing that it's a topic that we are super experienced in and one that we're very comfortable and confident in talking about. Knowing it's something that's going to actually provide value to their audience rather than me pitching myself. That was it. I like realized, oh wait, mm. shit, I'm not even I'm not even pitching myself. Why am I getting worried? I'm pitching a topic that I know I can talk confidently on. It's not me necessarily pitching myself, it's me pitching my expertise on a topic. Well, that's like that. a light bulb moment in this yeah, podcast. Because yeah. we talked literally in the last episode, right? We talked about how 
one of the pillars of good pitching is pitching a topic and not yourself. But what we didn't discuss that then and what didn't actually occur to me when I'm talking about it then is also like the mental benefits of that because it removes the pressure on you personally getting rejected, right? Because exactly. it's not, they're not rejecting you, they're rejecting what you're offering and you're not offering just yourself. Um, you're offering a topic, right? Because that's inherently more Absolutely. valuable than a person. See, I love that. Absolutely. That's really cool. So that's the first thing. And then the second thing was also a bit more internal mental side of things I actually realized now was gamifying rejection and making it so on rejecting the pitch is fun oh my god they actually saw the email and they got back to me that's awesome you know, they've got hundreds of thousands of downloads and decided to get back to me the more painful thing is when you get completely ignored after you sent for follow-up i say painful it's not that painful but that's more frustrating because you don't really have clarity that was yeah. the second thing the third thing was just like oh wait holy shit and what the fuck are you talking about dude you can just pitch in three months time like <laughs> This yeah. isn't your one shot <laughs> to make true. it. Yeah. Mate. Like, it's the abundance mindset, right? The change from the kind of it. bit of scarcity to having the abundance. Yeah, that's massive. And then the final part, mate, was honestly building momentum. After the first five, I had a yes. Then I pitched five more. Still a bit airy. Did some more follow-ups. Had another yes. And the dopamine hit you get from getting a yes from a big show who now wants you on and wants you to talk about your expertise. Builds the confidence some more. And then you realize, oh, this is just a game. It's just a numbers game. And that was really it. So that was the process that I followed. I love that. I felt like I'm just interviewing on this recent experience that you had. So I think this is a really valuable episode, hopefully for people listening. If you do find that and listening right now, definitely let us know if you'd like us to do more of this stuff. But to summarize then, I'm going to give my takeaways from what you said. So in no particular order, one thing is definitely realizing the action of what you're doing is not anything special, right? You are just typing words and just sending them. Really dumbing down the action taking it off his pedestal i definitely think is one thing another is removing the pressure off yourself and also eliminating the fear of personal rejection which we can say that's just something you can work on but also it is a natural human tendency to have that to an extent mitigating that probably better word by making sure that you're focusing on the topic you're pitching not yourself reps because consistency builds competence and of course like you just force yourself to keep doing it and doing it and if you were just pitching once a month, I don't think you would have made this leaps and bounds in how you viewed no. it. But you're doing no. it weekly, right? You were actually sending multiple times during the week, you were sending pitches. Um, and it. I think that massively narrowed the gap between you doubting yourself and you actually feeling very confident about it. Yeah. The last bit is game of fine rejection, which I found really helpful. Game of fine rejection and really understanding that, hey, I can just pitch again, that abundance mindset. And the final mm, thing that will leave you, it. if you're listening to this right now, is, hey, look, we're a podcast coach. We help podcasters grow. This is literally what we do for a living. And we still sometimes self-sabotage, hold ourselves back and not go all in with certain things. In your experience, it might be something completely different, but I think we often avoid things that feel a bit painful and feel a bit tedious, but often on the other side of that action, of those things, of the steps that we're meant to take, of the strategy we haven't tried yet, the strategy we've been avoiding, putting ourselves out there on the other side is everything we've been working hard for. So please don't make the same mistake that I made. Find a way to gamify whatever you're struggling with right now and just go for it. You don't want to be the person that holds yourself back. I've definitely had that experience and it feels amazing to become numb to something that once I was trying to avoid.